Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome back to the No More Excuses podcast. Again, I am Josh Westmoreland. Here with my man Eric Ellison, we gonna we gonna bring some fire for you guys today, man. How you doing, E? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good, man. We had a little technical issues trying to get this show rolling for the day, didn't you? They, they starting us off right. Yeah, just trying to figure some stuff out. You know, we kind of new to the podcast world, so just working out some kinks. That's all. Yeah, which, so what, guys, what we're trying to do is we're trying to set it up to do some video conferencing on the call as well. Um, so we're kind of able to see each other, interact with each other that way um, to the point where eventually uh, we'll take this from just an audio podcast where it'd be cool to be able to do video as well, put it up on YouTube, uh, things like that. So we're we're just kind of playing with it a little bit, working some stuff out, and that kind of delayed us uh, from from getting this released today. But you know, no more excuses, baby. We are on it, and uh, we're going to do the podcast this way, and we'll we'll figure the rest of it out later. For sure, for sure. All right, so the last episode, guys, we kind of got into a little bit of an introduction to ourselves, gave you a little bit of flavor from, from what to expect from the coming shows and, and the things that we're going to be talking about, a little bit about who we are and all that kind of stuff. But today we're going to get kind of more into what an actual podcast is going to be. Uh, so so typically we're going to pick a few topics that we're going to go off on, um, give you our takes on them. And and these are going to be different things from business development stuff to you know excuses that we hear and how to combat those and things like that. And the first one that I wanted to talk about today is is a big one, and it's people that use what ifs. Uh, you know, what if statements are can really be detrimental to to moving yourself forward and things like that. Um, so, just wanted to spend a little bit of time on that today. Um, first, first take, see, what do you think about people that use or, or the fact of using a what if? Yeah, you know. The, probably the most the biggest what if that I've ever heard that that really just drives me crazy is um, actually my mom has said said this to me several times is you know Eric you work so much and you you work so many hours you know what happens if what if you die tomorrow well I like to play that game right back with you what if I don't die tomorrow then what you know what I mean <laughs> so yeah. that's the way I look at it is is there's always there's always going to be two sides. To uh, to the story, so yeah, you can say you know you can make excuses again or or whatever, but that that's that's probably the biggest one that I've ever gotten is you know you, you know you're gonna die one day, so you know what if you die tomorrow? Then you did all this work and it was for nothing. Um, that's that's probably the biggest what if that I've heard personally. Really kind of drives me crazy. Yeah, and dude, I would say on that one, uh, what if I die tomorrow? Well, then I've set a good example for those around me. Um, as opposed to just living strictly for the moment, not planning a future, you know, I've I've set good examples for the people that are going to be left behind. Yeah, I, exactly. You know, that's that's exactly the way I look at it. But I guess some people from the outside looking in, from a business perspective, I guess they don't realize that it's not all about the money. Um, you know, obviously the the chase of that whatever level of success you desire is a, is a big factor in it. But at the same time, it, it's not all about money. It's the sense of accomplishment. It's the sense of being productive and, and actually doing something. So um, just different people, different perspectives. But um, I definitely, you know, to me, if you're using a what if, me, you're, that's just another way, that's just another excuse. You're trying to find a way on why it makes sense not to do it. Uh, and there, you can always do that for anything, no matter what. So if you're if you're making those what if statements or you're getting those what if statements, then um, just another excuse, really. 
Yeah, 100%, man. I, and the way I look at them and some of the ones that, that I feel like are the biggest what-ifs are people will absolutely beat themselves up about what if I would have done this differently in my life? What if I would have did this? Um, yeah, I fall victim of that too, not only in business, not only in life, but I mean in sport. You know, my my debut fight, the the first mixed martial arts fight I ever had, um, it, it me and this guy went to battle, man. It was a fun fight, but at the end or closing in on towards the end of the third round, I caught him with a left hook and wobbled him to the point where he leaned over to his left side. And I trained this, I drilled this. You land a shot like that to get some leaning over, you throw the right head kick, and then it's lights out, game over. Well, instead of doing that, for some reason, I instituted a clinch. And I struggled with, and obviously this being kind of a, you know, a, a medial, non-important type example, but I struggled for a long time while I was still fighting of why didn't I just throw that head kick? You know, how different would it have been that night and things like that? And I mean, I still won the fight, but it was something that haunted me. Now, that being something simple, when you think about your career choices, your business choices and things like that, what ifs can really, really impact your future? You know, you get dwelling on something, now you're not focused on on doing the right things in the future, you're you're being timid, you're being scared. You can't dwell on things like that or you're going to be afraid to ever take a risk and do something great. Yeah, I mean, to to me, to me what if I think aren't aren't terrible, though, not completely terrible in my opinion, because I think what if sometimes gives you that um, that time to look back and and think about what you would have done knowing what you know now. And I think in ways that can help you moving forward. Like when I look at at my business career thus far and what I've done, um, I look back at my early when I first started and made a lot of dumb mistakes and just I'm just trying to chase the dream. Um, you know, I think I got involved in some of the wrong things or whatever. And uh, but So I look back now and I say, you know, what what if I would have gotten started doing what I'm doing right now then? How much further along would I be? So, But that gives me context around what I'm actually doing now. It also gives me, that gave me more experience. But um, the the what if, I, I guess, gives me a, a, a way to look back and reflect on what I've done. And it gives me kind of like just start the critical thinking process of evaluating yourself and you know, sometimes I also think depending on the situation, it can help you with uh, how to handle a situation that may come up similar to that. Um, so, like you were, like your, uh, like your analogy with your, with your fight. Um, now, I think you know, if you was to have that fight again and that same thing happened because you did say, "What if I would have thrown that head kick?" You know, what there's a better chance that you would have actually thrown that head kick now that it's happened. You've experienced that. You've been in that position. And now you know what you wish you would have done. Um, I think that gives you, you know, gives your mind something. I, I really don't know what word I'm looking for here, but um, I think uh, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely understand. I think listeners will too. Um, and and I, sh- I, I guess I should have led this conversation off. And, and I'm glad you, you kind of brought that up and drew that distinction on, on where what ifs can be, uh, can be valid. So the way I look at it, um, and here's kind of the approach I take, because, you know, with fitness, with business, with a lot of different, you know, with whether it be, you know, entrepreneurship or just, you know, a, profesh- a professional career, um, constructive criticism, self-evaluation, self-awareness is unbelievably important. So, you know, when I say, you know, people that think with the what if mindset, I'm thinking of it as a as a mindset, not necessarily as literally meaning saying what if. And I, I should have thrown some clarification on that earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely right. Going back and kind of thinking about, well, I should have done this differently. I should have done this differently. That's extremely productive. Um, where the stuff that will hurt you is where you look back at it and just say, what if, what if, and you focus on the what if, but you never move past that to the what could I have done differently. 
So I, I think that's where the line kind of gets drawn. Um, as long as you can look back with something and say, okay, I did this. If I would have done this differently, then things would have turned out differently. And I know that's playing a little bit on semantics there, but I think adding that what if just kind of puts a little bit a little bit of doubt in the head to where it doesn't kind of foster the growth of thinking about it in a different light. And it's just focused on, oh, what if I wouldn't have done that? What if I wouldn't have done that? So, but but you're 100% right to look back on on your previous you know successes or failures and think about what you could have done differently to you know to be in a better position to do things better the next time you're engaged in that situation whether it be you know trying to close a sale whether it be you know trying to land a new sponsor or anything like that you know thinking about those those situations that you could have handled differently are are 100% important I, I couldn't agree more so yeah yeah some yeah. distinction there a little bit of semantics so um, yeah, I mean, I think self self realization is is a major major key. But just let yourself move past the what if, as opposed to fixating on that. Yeah, I think what if a lot of times uh, will go hand in hand with with regret. When I started my business, um, you know, I was not in any, I was nowhere near in a position to actually start a business. Um, really logic and everybody would have told you that I was dumb for doing what I was doing because I just had a baby, I just had I just bought a house, I had a wife, I had car payment, I had the mortgage. Um and I just really wasn't in a position to do anything like I was trying to do. But what I knew and what other people didn't know is that I was not gonna look back when I was sixty five years old and say, What if what if I would have tried to start that business when I was when I was twenty three, twenty four, twenty two you know, that's the thing that, that I look at is I don't want to look back with regret. So in a lot of senses, sometimes that's kind of what you're doing. Um, if if you're looking, if you're saying what if in a past tense, you know, you're looking at your life with regret. And, you know, from what I, from the elderly people that I've spoken to, um, you know, nobody regrets the dumb stuff that they did do. Nobody really regrets that stuff, you know. The only stuff you really hear people truly, truly regret is the things that they didn't do. Right. And, uh, you know, so I, I think, I think you know, if you're using that what if, you know, what if I fail or what if I would have done this, you know, don't, don't, if it's, if, if you're looking at it in the past tense and you're not on your deathbed, you're not on your deathbed, you know, move past it because the longer you sit there and think, what if I'd have done that when I was 24? And you're sitting at 44, and you think, man, what if I'd have started that business when I was 24? Why don't you start it when you're 44 instead of spending another five or 10 years wondering what, where you would be if you had started it when you was 24? Why don't we find out now? You know, that's the one thing. My my dad, my dad says that a lot. That that after he retires from from his job, um, when he you know 63 or 64, that he's he'll probably try to do a little small business on the side, making you know just some small money. And I just, I just don't understand that philosophy. Why wait? Why wait that long? You know, we're only given this one life to live, you know. And I would much rather. And I know I'm different. And I, I kind of have a different DNA than a lot of people. But I would so much rather lose my house, lose my my vehicles, lose everything that I own, knowing that I went after something, than to live my whole life knowing that I didn't actually chase my dream because I was afraid. I just, I don't want to live that way, and I hate to see other people live that way because. I just don't think it, that's the way that we were intended to live, uh, just to live, to pay bills, and then die. And that's essentially what the economics around the United States have become is you start working when you're 14, 15 years old, and you work until you're 65 um, and hope you have just enough money to, to last you until you die. And that's kind of the way the system is. And when I look at what if, I just hate it. I just hate thinking, what if I would have done this? I'd rather know. I'd rather know what happened. Um, so... Yeah, man, I think I think a a good takeaway from that that you kind of you kind of talked around a little bit but but was definitely your intent so we'll just kind of state it outright is a a what if a what if can be detrimental but it can also be extremely motivational not in terms of of saying what if but saying I don't want to live my life where on my deathbed I have what ifs. So when it comes to business, when it comes to to the way you live your life, don't think about 
or, or think about having living the life that when you're 60, when you're 70, when you're 80, 90 years old, that you won't look back and say what if. So try to eliminate those from your life. I like that take on it for sure. Yeah, it's just, you know, we, we're only, it's not like we get seven shots at this thing. You know what I mean? Uh, it just, it just yeah, blows my mind. We're not on love. <laughs> yeah, we just, we get one shot at it, man. And like, especially, you know, guys, I, I don't know any of you guys listening to this, and, and I'm going to be 100% up front. Uh, I love uh, Gary Vanderchuk. He's probably, he's definitely the biggest influence that I have in my business career. Uh, listening to his his type the the things that he says, and so if you also listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm not trying to steal his content. It's just so happened that the stuff that I hear him say, I'm so in tune with, and I believe in that stuff so much. Whether he said it or not, he just kind of brings it up in me. Um, so if you guys do listen to it, I'm not I'm not trying to re- repeat Gary Vaynerchuk. It's just just so happens my beliefs um, really really come in line with his. So, um, but you know, it, it's just. You you only get one shot at it, man. You know that that's it. That you're you're gonna be here one time. You're gonna get one go at it. And why not make the most of it? You know, win or win or lose. You know, to be honest with you, I think that's what makes me such a great entrepreneur. Is I really don't care. I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't care. I'm not scared, none in the least, that that I could fail, that I could lose my business. It doesn't scare me because at the end of the day, when all the dust settles. And I'm 67 on my, you know, 103 on my deathbed. However old I'm choosing to live, at least when I'm going, I know that I gave it my all. You know, I went for it and I tried it. Whether I win, lose, or draw, you know, I, I chased my dream. And nowadays, very, very few people actually get to die that way and really know that they went after what they wanted to do in life. You know, whether they won or lost, at least you tried. You know what I mean? And I, you know, not to try to, you know, it's not a participation trophy, but. I think there's something to be said about the people that that will take that leap of faith and take that jump to chase their dreams no matter the cost, no matter what could happen at the end of the road if it doesn't work out because and you know this probably is a little bit off topic but it's one thing that that I talk to my wife often about um is because nobody really knows my my story, my and my wife's story and where we started and all the struggles that we've had, nobody really knows that story, and and that story won't ever be shared until I'm on a big stage, and I can really touch a lot of lives with that story. But you know, me and her talk about it is, you know, the the great success stories that you hear, they're they're great success stories, right? I'm trying to think of one, um, uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. You know, he he had no money, he broke, dead broke, before he finally got his break. You know, and you see those stories on Facebook, and you're like. Man, that's so awesome. That's just so awesome. You know, that he finally got his break. But put yourself in his shoes at that time because you're looking at the story when you already know that Dwayne Johnson was going to become The Rock. But Dwayne Johnson, when he was living dead broke and didn't have any money, he didn't know that he was going to become The Rock. You know, all he knew is that he was going to go after it and hope for the best. You know what I'm saying? I think people lose sight of that. You hear a great success story, you know, um, uh, um, I think it was Steve Jobs. You know, he lost everything. Uh, not Steve Jobs. Not Steve Jobs. Um, uh, who's the guy that does American Idol, Josh? American Idol. The guy that. The guy that you come, you come to the wrong guy about American Idol. <laughs> uh, he's a big. He's a big musician. Anyway, y'all can look him up. He started American Idol. Now he does uh, uh, X Factor or uh, America's Got Talent or something like that. Um, come on, Simon. He, um, yeah, Simon. Yeah, Simon. Simon yeah. Okay. He was dead broke at 37. He lost everything he owned. He was completely dead broke. He was living in his parents' basement at like 35, 37 years old, something like that. And, you know, now he's a multimillionaire and has more than he could ever ask for. But I just look at those stories, and I think I look at them in a different sense because those people that reached that level of success, you know, they knew that they didn't want to look back and say, you know, what if I just gave up when I was 35 and I lost everything? But if I would have just given up, they, they they didn't decide that. They said I'm going to go after it, and and the takeaway with those stories are: think of when you when you hear these success stories from people, think about those success stories from from their perspective at that time that they were going through it, because they didn't know that they were going to be as successful as they are. They had no idea. You know, they were the same way as you. They had a dream, and they were going to stop at nothing to reach it. And and they didn't want to look back in 50 years and say, what if I would have kept trying? What if I would have kept pushing for it? 
And and that's what's so encouraging to me. And I think a big takeaway when you hear those stories is is um, you know those people those people didn't know if I just keep pushing through then I become the rock and a multimillionaire and never have to worry about financial issues. You know he didn't know that. You know, he he could have lived the rest of his life broke as a bomb on the street. You know what I mean? And I think that's one thing that people kind of miss when you hear those great stories. Dude, and now I'd, I'd be remiss as the fitness guy that if I didn't mention this, but um, you're you're 100% right. But one of the things that The Rock found, uh, that Dwayne Johnson found, was the iron, um, was the weight room. Uh, you take so many lessons from it that it, it molds you, it shapes you, it teaches you. Um, you know, so we'll we'll get more into that on, on a different show. But um, it you know it had to be mentioned. But you're 100% right, man. We've all seen that famous story uh, that's plastered all over social media. Uh, you know, when he was sitting there dead broke with seven bucks in his pocket, you know, knowing that he was broke, but had the mindset, had the had the self-confidence to say, I know one day I won't be. Um, so, man, yeah, you got you to take it back and think about where those guys were at that point and then compare it to where you are now. Are you sitting there with seven bucks in your pocket or are you a little bit better off? So... I think that is a hundred percent good, man. And and that, honestly, Eric, this is why I wanted to start off with the what ifs because there are so many different types of what ifs um, that we've kind of addressed, and they translate and they kind of lead in so many different directions that you can go with it. Like like you said, what if the Rock would have sat back and said, "Man, what if what if I go to the University of Miami and I, I can't cut it? What if you know I try this wrestling thing and my character doesn't take off? You know, he he." translated into acting. What if I'm not a big star? You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is, you know, I mean, a, you know, the fitness god, basically, you know, not God. I, you know, as, as you mentioned earlier, man, I'm I'm a Christian as well, so I, I shouldn't have used that word um, to describe Arnold. But, um, he, you know, he's a true inspiration. He's a truly amazing dude. Um, you know, I've read his autobiography a couple of times, uh, Total Recall, or his biography a couple of times, Total Recall. And to hear the stories that this guy had, to hear what he had to go through to get to where he was, to hear all the naysayers that were against him, uh, you know, that just didn't want him to make it, didn't think he stood a chance to make it, and now look where he is now. I mean, there are very few people in this world to get to first name status, to where when you say Arnold, you know who you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, think you sure, really yeah. do. You have to look back at the, the origin story, man. Um, you know, Marvel's blowing up right now, but, you know, they always take it back and give you the origin story of the superhero. So why don't we do that with the, the inspirations that we look at in our own lives? You know, we just look at the end game and see where they're at, but but don't really think about the origin story enough. Um so yeah, I mean, I think when you go back and look at that kind of stuff, it really puts things in perspective for you for for how deep these people's desire was to succeed. And you've got to have that right. same fight if you want to get there. And it, and it, and it, it's just so true. It's just so true for everybody, man. I mean, you can say this if you're one of those people right now, and and you're going to notice in all these podcasts that I tie a lot of stuff back to business because I'm just so business oriented. Um, you know, I'm not a really uh, yeah, I guess I'm a pretty social guy, wouldn't you say, Josh? Oh yeah, definitely, man. You got a few friends, three or four, but <laughs> but yeah, I I really do, honestly. When you're in this entrepreneur game, you don't you don't have time for for 17 friends. You got time for and really, to be honest with you, uh, guys, all my real friends, I have probably more than maybe two friends that aren't uh, inside of my family. Um, outside of that, my best my best and closest friends are my family. So, um, but with the, with the what if thing. You know, you can look, you can all, like I said in the first thing, you can always look at it two ways. So I've told my wife this several times when it relates to business is, what if I fail? Okay, so we'll just go down that path. What if I fail? Okay, we may lose our home. We may lose our cars. But at the end of the day, we're not going to die. Uh, you know, we'll just figure out a way past that. You'll just you'll just adapt and you'll, you'll figure it out from there. You just have to work hard to figure out how you get there. But... What if you don't? You know what I'm saying? What What if you don't take that opportunity? If you don't take that chance? If you don't ask that girl out? If you If you don't go to the gym and lift the weights? If you don't 
uh, try to be a better husband or a better wife or a better girlfriend or a better person. What if you don't do those things? Then what? You know, because at the end of the day, you don't want to live your life with that unknown, that unknown and that regret. So I just look at it from the business standpoint as, yeah, I could lose everything. That You know, that was definitely a for sure possibility in the beginning. And I just said, you know, I'm willing to take that risk because what if I don't? And I'm going to have to work a nine-to-five job for 30 more years, 40 more years before I'm able to retire. And by the time that comes, I'm not going to be in the health that I want to be in, uh, or at least, you know, maybe, maybe not, whatever, you know, however I handle my body for, for those many years. But, you know, I don't want to – you get to 65, and you, no matter who you are, you really can't travel the way you could when you're 40, when you're 65. So I just looked at it, and I was like, you know, the benefits of what could happen outweigh the benefits of what on the on the, on the the other side of what could happen. So um, you can always play the what-if game, but you can always play that game – both ways. You can say, what if I quit my job and try to start this business and it fails? You could say that and that and you, and you know and that's very well possible. Very well possible. But what if you quit your job and start that business and it grows into a ten million dollar business? Or whatever. Or you ask that girl out. I'm gonna quit trying to relate everything so much back to business. What if you <laughs> ask that girl out and she denies you in front of the whole school? Then you're gonna be a little embarrassed and and uh, for a couple of days it'll hurt, but you'll get over it. You'll get over it pretty fast. But what if yeah, you ask the prettiest girl out? Yeah. It, but what happens if you ask the prettiest girl out in, in high school and she says yes? You know what I mean? And what if that relationship's like, you know, you you can always look at it both ways. And I'm definitely, I'm I'm probably, I'm so freaking optimistic. Sometimes it's scary. Um, and I, I just always, it's, it's hard for me to even think of, I don't really worry about the negative until until it happens. And then I just if it if it needs attention, then I address it and I move forward. But I'm I'm just always so optimistic that things are just going to work out the you know the way that you hope they would. And I, you know, dude, that's that's actually another topic that we should discuss later in time. Is is do our thoughts have any weight in um, our lot? Not our lives. Uh, what am I? Do our thought? Can our thoughts actually adjust the way? The way things could out, the way things could could play out in real life, you know. I no, I don't really know. I've, been, I've never really thought about it in depth, but I have noticed that I'm very optimistic, and in many cases, I'm so optimistic things just typically work out for me. And I don't know well, if dude, that's just because I'm lucky or or I work harder, or what the case may be. But I know that I always believe that somehow or another, it's gonna it's gonna work itself out for me, and and more times than not, it does. No, and dude, I, instead of pushing that off to another show, let's let's talk about it now because I think that's a uh, that's a awesome an awesome transition of something to talk about. Um, because yes, your thoughts. I, I mean, it's it's been scientifically proven that your thoughts have an impact on your life now and, and in your real world. Now, you know, I'm not talking about you know like the secret, um, you know that. I don't know if it was a cult or a religion or what that was running around, um, kind of a, a book that came out that a bunch of people were saying they were speaking stuff into existence. That's not what we're talking about here, uh, but we're talking about your, your personality and your mindset and the thoughts that you allow into your head controlling the way things happen. And and here's the way that breaks down, and here's the way that works. Um, so it, it does 100% have an impact, but they, they did a study where they they set up um, you know a little coffee shop type type environment and you guys will have to forgive me I'm sure you can look this up uh, I can't quote who it came from and I you know I may even get some of the details uh, slightly off but basically what they did was they took a couple of groups of people and they replicated um, you know the the only person that didn't know what was going on in the situation was the test subject. And they had people that were extremely optimistic, outgoing, friendly, those kind of things. And then they had people that were introverted, that didn't um, didn't have a good outlook on things and stuff like that. And they they basically put them through, you know, go get a cup of coffee type scenario. And the way it turned out was that the optimistic people, at the end of the day, ended up with potential opportunities for jobs. Um, and essentially, what, what and, and again, everything was completely controlled. So this uh, it was 
scientific research, not just, you know, one of these Facebook surveys that go around. Um, but basically they would do stuff like the person would sit down for a cup of coffee and a businessman happened to be next to him. Well, that businessman would, you know, he, he was a, a paid actor. He would drop a business card or something like that. Well, the, you know, the negative thinking people didn't do anything to help. They didn't talk to the guy. They didn't do any, you know, any of those kind of things. And the optimistic, outgoing people oftentimes would bend down, pick up the business card, strike up a conversation, and just through that conversation, different types of opportunities would, would kind of be presented. So, you know, now this was a, a controlled environment where things were kind of, you know, dictated as to how they were going to flow, but it stood to perfect reason uh, to show how those who were optimistic and were seeking opportunity and were open and willing to opportunity could find it where those that didn't have their eyes on the world around them, that weren't doing things in a positive manner, just the opportunities weren't present. Um, so, I mean, I, dude, I 100% believe, and I mean, I'm with you. I am, I am extremely optimistic. Um, you know, I, you know, and I think a lot of that comes from from where our faith lies. Uh, because, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, we're not going to die, um, you know, when it comes to trying something with business or anything like that. But you've, you've got to go into things with a positive mindset because whether you believe it or not, the mindset that you have is going to affect the different ways, um, the different ways you view things. So it's not so much that that the events are, themselves are changing, but it's that you're open your your opportunities you're more open to them because you can recognize them based on your mindset as opposed to if you're pessimistic and closed off you can't recognize things uh because of your mindset now you know i i draw a lot of things to fitness draw a lot of things to hunting um you know if i sit down under a 500 pound bench press right now i don't care how optimistic i am i'm not going to get it so you got to stay in your lane a little bit um but mindset it will make things happen. I mean, you know, I remember this has probably been, uh, gosh, it's got to have been a few months ago now, um, but I was stuck at about a 385-pound deadlift. Couldn't get more, couldn't get more. Um, tried, I would try to go up five pounds. I would get 385 fairly decently easy. Would try to go up five pounds, couldn't get it. Well, I was on my way home from work one day, and uh, I heard something that just absolutely motivated me, um, got me geeked up, got me geared up. I came home, immediately went out to my gym, you know, warmed up a little bit, threw 415 pounds on the bar and was able to pull it. Um, so, you know, I increased my max up to 415 where, you know, a week previous I couldn't get 395. And it was all because of my mindset going into the lift. And that that moment right there kind of changed a lot of things for me in the gym. Where now when I sit down under a weight, I just believe I'm going to get it. I don't care what it is. I'm going to get it. Now, obviously, when it comes to, to lifting heavy weight, you've got to keep yourself in check and, and not try to go absolutely ridiculously crazy because you can hurt yourself. Um, but within reason, you've just got to have your mind committed that you're going to make it happen. Um, your expectations and get that done. Um, but yeah, I mean, even you know, in personal life and and day to day doings, you know, I mean, think about it. When it came to trainwithjoshw.com, uh, that we've got launched now, that's doing well. If if I was pessimistic, man, me and you would have never talked about that. We'd have never launched a website. We'd have never done been able to do what we could have done with or what what's coming with it, what's already there with it, and and the growth potential that it has. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. So, I mean, things, your your mindset 100% without a doubt influences your life in the real world, not just in your head. Yeah, and, and, and to take it even a step further, what I mean is does, does your optimism, not your mindset 100%, I believe it changes your mindset, but does a person's optimism and does it actually have a force, a power outside of your body? And it, this this sounds actually it sounds really crazy, like I'm like I'm loony and um, you know whatever. But does does your optimism can it actually play a role in what actually happens that's not internal to your body? 
So is it huh. is there something like a like a an angel on your shoulder or something like that that actually can make things happen for you because you're so optimistic for it to happen? I'm not saying it does. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying it's an interesting conversation because you look yeah, at no, the most sure. optimistic people in the world, and it just seems like things fall in place for those people. It just seems like you know even when something bad happens, something good happens really soon thereafter to make up for that bad. And and I don't know, you know, getting into religion and those type of things, I definitely believe I have God on my side and I have a path that he's paid for me. Uh, but also, I don't believe, uh, I believe that God expects us to put forth, um, or actually I know he does based off the word, that he expects us to put forth effort as well. But I've just often wondered when, when, when things happen, you know, this is one thing. This is one thing, you know, I, I like to, I enjoy doing gambling, you know, occasionally or whatever. If I'm at a casino, I enjoy doing some stuff. Um, and, you know, one thing that I've noticed is my dad, I wouldn't call my dad a very optimistic person. Uh, and Josh, you, you obviously know my dad. Right. So yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah I, I'm not going to say he's 100% a pessimist, uh, but he's 100% not an optimist. So um, with that being said, if if you could ask my dad right now, and we we were playing playing blackjack. It always seems like no matter what, no matter how bad maybe the table ran for me at that given time, it always seems like somewhere along that trip, that time that I spent in the casino, I get back. I get back even. Uh, very rarely have I ever lost, left the casino and lost money. Um, and I, I've, I've always wondered because it always seems like my dad always loses money. It seems like he never he never can catch a break. Um, and I don't know what it is, but I've I've wondered that several times in my life is my optimism that that it'll work out that no matter what happens this is going to play itself out the way I want it to does that actually does that play a role in the way that it actually plays out that I believe that it's going to play out the way I want to because obviously even in your mind if you're doing something like gambling even in your mind you can believe whatever you want to believe but your mind is not going to play a difference say you're playing blackjack your mind is not going to actually adjust what the card is going to be and I just wondered if there's some type of force that comes along with you being optimistic that can actually change the outcome of certain scenarios because of your optimism. And you know, and, and like I said, I'm just crazy optimistic and, and I enjoy living that way because I'm always so positive, man. You know, very, very rarely do I you know, every once in a while I'll get in my little zone where I'm kind of in a negative and I kinda of snap out of it. But for the most part, you know, I just look at stuff as it's just gonna work out. And if it doesn't work out, then I'll address it then. But I really don't worry about it not working out. I just assume it's going to work out, and if it doesn't, then I'll address it. You know, what I'm, you know what I mean? I, I don't. Oh no, yeah. And I think that's and one dude, big thing that people worry about is they're all they're always just so worried that what happens if it don't work out? Well, then you, you'll you'll handle that at that time. You know, if it doesn't right. work out, then then you'll address it. But why sit there and worry and worry yourself to death? Stay right now. Uh, you know, you're you're gonna ask that pretty girl out in high school, and you're and you're worried. You're worried that she's gonna say no. Don't worry about it whether she's gonna say no or not. You have no idea what's gonna happen. So just you'll just address that when that happens. But she may say yes, and all this worry may have been for nothing. So that's the way I look at it. I I tend to believe that that your your optimism can play a role in the way things play out for you on an actual outer body your your optimism actually plays a part in the universe um versus just you know just adjusting your mindset and i 100 percent believe your your mindset if you go into this stuff thinking uh what was the famous quote will smith quote said a lot um i forget uh who quote who, who the quote was but says that um those that say they can and those that say they can't are both uh are both most of the time right yeah, and that's not no, the exact quote, but but it's something along those lines. And dude, I'm telling you, like I want to argue with you on this because you know if you ask me, you know, kind of a a quick, hey, does does my does optimism have a power to influence the outside world, not through mindset, but just like as like you talked about, like the force. I want to argue with that because it sounds hokey, and as a general rule, I would just say, heck no, there ain't no way it's got an impact on it. But, dude, as you were talking, I'm sitting here thinking about it and thinking about different situations. And, like, man, I can tell you, you know, you get out there as a hunter, 
um, you know, you spend a lot of time in a tree stand and you're just sitting there. And, you know, you don't, it doesn't happen often, but occasionally I'll get a hunch um, or just get a, an idea that, you know what, I really need to be in the woods today. Um, I love hunting, you know, and I love spending time in the woods any chance I get, but I'll just, for some, for whatever reason, all of a sudden that day, I feel like I have to be in the woods. And it seems like those days that I go into the woods and I'm like, man, I feel right. I feel good. I feel like I need to be here. Um, I just, I just know it. I'm going to see a deer. And, you know, whether it be a buck, whether it be a doe, depending on what I'm, what I'm hunting for, like, it just seems like when, when I go into the woods and I have that mindset, because it doesn't come often. It was a hunter. If, if, you know, if you hunt in the Southeast, especially, I mean, if you go out in Iowa, Kansas, Ohio, different places like that, you're going to see a lot, a lot of deer. Well, down here where I live, you're liable to sit in the stand seven, eight times and not see one. Matter of fact, on my property, the only time I've seen a deer while I've been in the stand, now they've been on trail cams, but the only time that I've seen a deer while I've been in the stand um, was the one that I shot when I had the just optimistic feeling of, I just know I'm going to get a deer today. Um, and it, it, you know, and I, guys, I promise you it's not scent controls. I, I do all that. Everything's washed, you know, in, in scent free detergent stored in scent free tote. And I sprayed it. It's, it, there's no difference in the way you know I go out into the woods that day and the way I go out into the woods any other day. I am very, very cautious about all that stuff. But it does seem like that every time I just go sit in the stand and I've got that optimistic, you know what, I just I just know it. I'm going to kill a deer today. That's when one comes out. So, you know, as much as I want to argue with you, man, the more I think about it, I, I don't know. I mean... I'm like you. I'm not ready to say yes or no on something like that, but it, it is interesting to kind of sit back and think about it a little bit. For all the people listening right now, I'm, we're going to take like a 10-second pause. But before we do that, this is what I want you to do during this 10-second pause. It's just a little quick demonstration, and um, I'm not really sure how these podcasts work, really. Josh is kind of handling the back end and all this stuff. So uh, <laughs> if you can leave a comment or sign up and touch with us, uh, I would love to hear hear what you think. But real quick, I'm going to give you about 10 seconds. Think of the most negative person that you know. Just just all the time negative. No matter what happens, they're just negative, 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 negative. All the time they're just negative about something. I'll give you 10 seconds and just and just think of that person real fast. Okay, so probably what I'm assuming is there's probably one or two names that immediately popped into your mind when you did that. Now tell me this: Does it not always seem like bad shit happens to that person, like all the time, like all throughout the year for no reason, just bad things always happen to that person? And so when you start thinking that way, you know, like I said, I'm I'm still not ready to jump off that ledge. But the more that I think about that stuff, you know, I know the people that come to my man, my mind. Bad things are always happening to those people. Like they never are able to get ahead when you look at the life and the way they live. They're just always about everything. So it's it's definitely an interesting conversation uh, that that we could carry on for for hours and hours and hours. But um, it's interesting to to think about it, isn't it? Yeah, no, without a doubt, man. Um, and to answer your question about uh, about comments and things like that. Um, so right now, uh, it's December 23rd. Um, you know, we're not up on iTunes yet. We're up on Stitcher is the only place you can get us. Now, once iTunes goes live, all the episodes will be up on iTunes, but we, we just submitted our podcast to them, um, you know, a few days ago. So it may take another week or two before we're up on iTunes. Once we are, people will be able to review uh, ratings, uh, give us ratings, leave comments and stuff like that on, on each individual episode. But for right now, if you're li- listening on Stitcher or even, you know, any point at any other time throughout this podcast, if you check out, um, my Instagram at train with Josh W, um, I, every time we, we have a show go live, I'll be, you know, you know, posting about it and different things like that. 
Um, so feel free, guys, hop on there, comment. We really want to grow a following, and e, we may want to start, you know, as, as a following starts to grow, we may launch a, an Instagram for the podcast. Um, but at, at least as of right now, we can just use the the train with Josh W as I'm posting stuff, or or if you want to get with um, you know, get on ease as, as we're getting stuff out. Either way is fine. Um, because well, eventually we're going to be wanting to get some feedback, some some questions, some some topics that you'd want us to talk about and things like that. So let's start building the community and getting going. But question as of right now, it's it's not really we're not really set up for comments, but um you know within within the next week week and a half we'll be up on itunes and um and then people can leave comments there yeah awesome so guys definitely definitely let me know um you know when you thought of your negative person uh if you if you feel like bad things are always always happening to that person because and, and then to, to find that out at scale you know because obviously for me i know it's true but um like you know, I'd like to know from from you know thousands and thousands of people if, if they kind of notice the same thing when you actually think about it. Yeah, and, and think about it in the reverse too, because we don't want to always be on negativity. So think about think about the most positive, bubbly, you know, outgoing, happy all the time person that you can think of. Um, and does good do good things always happen to them? The stuff yeah. always work out for them. So think about it both ways, guys, and give us some feedback. Um, like I said, by the time you hear this, there'll be a post up on uh, on the Train with Josh W Instagram, um, you know, with a, a snapshot or something of the episode. Um, so give us some comments, give us some feedback, let us know what you think. Um, we'd definitely love to hear from you and and kind of get get some other takes on it because. I promise, guys, I wanted to argue with him on this, but the more I thought about it, I, I have a hard time building the case. <laughs> yeah, and it's not something – it's crazy to think about it that, that a fault or the way your mind behaves could actually play a role in, in, in anything other than internally inside of you. Um, but, you know, there's so many things that have that have been discovered or that have been proven to be true over the course of humanity – that I'm sure at that time people would have said that's crazy too. You know what I mean? So I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss it because it is odd the way that things play out when you really when you really break it down and look at the people um, that are negative or positive and see how many good things or bad things are happening to those people. I think it would be hard to say that that something's not going on there because. It's definitely playing a role, and now you could argue whether it was internal and the way people look at the things and the way they handle the people that are around. That's definitely a solid argument. Um, it's just it's just fun to talk about for sure because um, whether it's internal or external, external or both, uh, I think we can all agree that optimism and positivity um, can only better your life. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, even. If there is no, you know, Star Wars force out there that helps the optimistic, um, being optimistic and having that in your mindset is going to 100% without a doubt uh, positively impact your life. So you got to quit dwelling on the negative, man. You just, you guys, you can't be that way. If you want to be successful, people don't want to be around negative people. And if you want to succeed, you want people to want to be around you. It's just the way it is. It's the way the world works. So, so you got to bring on that positivity. Got to bring on that positivity. Um, and and so, real quick, yep. Think about this. You, we've all heard the stories of the mothers that lift the the cars to save their babies, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, I think we can all agree that those mothers don't actually obtain that strength to do that. Would you agree with that? Oh, I mean, you're, now, you're, 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 big in, you're big in fitness. So, I mean, do you, do you think there's any way possible that one could go from being able to, to lift 150 pounds and then put in the situation they could lift 1,000 or 1,500 pounds? You know, is that, that, that doesn't seem physically possible either. Well, there, and dude, so there are some some physiological things that go on there um, that definitely help 
Um, honestly, I would want to see the car. I would want to see the situation. Um, because So what happens when you get into a situation like that is that your adrenaline absolutely skyrockets. And adrenaline is a unbelievably powerful, uh, well, I mean, a powerful drug. It's a, you know, a neuro, or it's in your body. It's, it's something that's naturally produced. It's not like you're throwing anything, you know, exogenous or anything like that in there. Um, but adrenaline is extremely, extremely powerful. So it, it will give you an extreme strength gain. Um, now, again, it would, I, I would want to see the, because I've heard that story forever. I've never seen a video. I've never seen an actual write-up to see, you know, what the situation was because it could be that the the way the car was laying and things like that, that maybe it went from where to lift the car up to get, it, you know, the kid out from under it or something like that. Then, you know, there was only about 300 pounds worth of weight that she had to, or 300 pounds of force she actually had to apply to lift the weight. Um, again, not taking anything away from those women because that is, absolutely incredible um there very well may be something there to that um but that's one of those where i i don't know enough details about it to be able to say hey is it physically possible to make this happen or not um right so that yeah. one i kind of i still kind of chalk up yeah and and i was just using that as more of an example because if you just think about everything from a logical standpoint regardless of of how the car was set or or whatever, when you think about uh, uh, you know an average size woman, there's no way on God, an average size or any man for that matter, really isn't going to be able to lift a car off the ground, um, you know at all, you know for the most right, part, right. you know yet you know speaking generally here, oh, um, 100%. yeah, you're dead on, you're dead on. So so you know it just makes you think, well, if 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 that's possible, internal, external, however you think it, it just when you bring up extreme scenarios like that, it makes you wonder is there are other things that are playing a role in the universe that we can't see that actually have a weight and have a have a have a, a, a role in, in the outcome of things. It's just interesting to talk about because well, dude. Um, and so how about this one? Um, you know, this just kind of came to me a little bit. But think about extreme sport athletes. Now I know these guys train guys and girls train extremely hard. Um, I mean, they train unbelievably hard. They prepare themselves. I get all that, not discounting that at all. Um, but with the stuff that they do, and I understand there are a whole, whole lot of accidents. I get that. And those things are tragic and horrible. But, you know, I would think that as many people that go skydiving, as many people um, that do base jumping, as many people that do these dirt bike rides up the top of cliffs and, you know, extreme snowboarding, jumping, you know, hundreds of feet and all these different kind of things, I would think that there would be a whole lot uh, more tragedies or, you know, injuries or different things like that than there actually are. Um, you know, I mean, do you take it to the example where a dude's doing a double backflip across a 100-foot gap on the back of a dirt bike and falls and he walks away with a broken arm. I mean, is that optimistic that he was going in there saying, okay, worst thing that's going to happen to me is I'm going to get a broken arm. I'm not going to die. So that I'm not going to die optimism. Does that help him? You know, because you know well, these guys and these girls, man, when they do these things, they believe they're going to hit what they're attempting. There's no doubt in their mind. So, I mean, is there something to that? I don't know, man. Like you said, it's, this is one of those things where it kind of gets up to you a little bit and it's it's really really weird um but it sure is fun to talk about but, but to take that even a little further uh we'll kind of get off this topic after this um <laughs> but recently there was a guy that 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 was skydiving that his parachute didn't open now this guy had no chute he was falling from the sky hit the ground and didn't die you know i would love for somebody to from a from the body standpoint, from the physics of it, the impact. How in the world could you fall from the sky out of a plane and not die with no with no parachute or anything? This was a true story. You can Google it. This is December twenty third, twenty sixteen. If you're listening to this in twenty nineteen or whatever time you're listening to this, it was around this time. I can't remember three, six, nine, twelve months ago, something like that. There was a guy that was skydiving that the parachute did not open. He hit the he hit Earth and did not die. 
I, and to take any step further, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, but I think he walked away. I, I think he walked away on his own power. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I could be wrong on that, but I'm I'm 100 percent sure that he didn't die and his parachute would not open. Um, so things like that just really make you think something else has to be playing a difference because that just don't add up. You fall from a plane, you don't, you just die. Everybody knows you just die. That's like, you know, getting shot in the head and, and not dying. I mean, it's just so crazy to even think that that could happen. Um, oh, and it does. <laughs> and, and, and probably falling from a plane is probably even, it's probably about as far as extreme as you could go uh, that you should die and you didn't die. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how, how, how many more ways you're supposed to die and not die than falling from a plane with no parachute. Breaking into my. What's that? I said, breaking into my. You got a house and walk out of it. That's about like falling out of a plane in a night. But yeah, uh, I, mean, I, 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 and I, I tell people, I don't want to kill nobody. Don't, don't, I, I don't feel like it was a joke. Hey, Josh, I'm I, i not sure if you're breaking up for, for the listeners, but you're breaking up pretty bad on my end. I'm not sure um, what's going on there, but uh, I'm just going to kind of take over for just a second. Maybe you can look at your mind yeah, and see what's going on. Um, but one thing that this is probably my, you know, I don't know how big you guys, I know Josh is big in the UFC. Um, one thing that I love that I've heard a guy say um, was uh, Conor McGregor, uh, whether you like him or don't like him or whatever, whatever you feel about him is fine with me, but the the cool thing about Conor McGregor is, you know, and I've heard people say this before, you know, the the things that were so great about Muhammad Ali, and I'm going to follow this together, the things that were so great about Muhammad Ali was that not only did he do it, not only did he achieve what, you know, what everybody wanted to achieve, the greatest thing about Muhammad Ali is he told you he was going to do it before he did it. And and that's when it, that's when it gets crazy. And to tie that back with Conor McGregor is he told everybody that he was going to do what he had done, and and that that's that's interesting to me. That does that play a difference of them of them if you speak something so many times? Does it? I mean, does it change the outcome? Can it change the outcome? But the favorite quote after he won that second title and he held two titles uh, simultaneously, um, he said that he dreamed this into reality, and I love that quote um, from him because. You know, that's just, it's crazy to think, but at the same time, it's so awesome to think about, too, that, that he literally had this dream that he laid up at night thinking about that he would hold up two titles in that octagon, and, and he just, that's what he could see happen, and he just worked and worked and worked and worked and literally made that dream become a reality uh, in front of everybody else's face. You know, I, I just love that. I love that idea that you have a dream and that you're going to make that dream become a reality. Dude, 100%, man. Am I a little better now? Did, did I go? Yeah, you're still breaking up pretty solid. You're still breaking up pretty solid on me. And it may just be on my end. It may just be on my end. Okay. Well, listeners, um, if if this is coming through to you, too, I'll check the audio. I do apologize if it is. Um, Eric, Eric Herbert, you sent that on. Um, let me try this up with a quick training tip of the show. Um, we'll close. I'm not sure what's going on with the uh, with the feed there. Um, for the listeners, I, I do apologize. And you know, I mentioned at the top, we're new to this podcast and thing about. So, um, so my training tip for the show: make every rep count. Um. You want to be really hard, but you want to make sure that you're working productive. As you're doing each rep of your exercise, then make sure you're focusing on contracting the target muscles you're wanting to work. If you're doing a, a bicep curl, and you get to the top of that movement, you are really squeezing hard. Um, you know, if you're doing a bench press, I want you to focus on getting, you know, Getting that, um, the, the bench is probably a bad example because it's a exercise. But you're going to be using your leg drive, your lats, you're going to be using your chest, shoulders, and triceps. So with doing the bench press, you need to focus on your form and focus on those packs, especially. So a better example would probably 
probably be the the incline flies, my, one of my favorites. Really focus your body or extend your arms to get that stretch at the moment and then squeeze your pecs as you're bringing it to the top. Do that. Don't just go through the motions. Definitely make them. Um, I wanted to get into that a little bit more, um, but due to the fact that I'm kind of breaking up, I'll cut it short like that. Go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up, E. Um, any, any closing shots you wanted to throw out? Are you good, brother? That's going to be my closing shot every freaking episode we do. Go do something. Change your life. Start today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait for 2017 or 2018 or whatever. Sit down tonight. Figure out what you want to do. Come up with a game plan to make it happen. That's all I can tell you. Uh, just make it happen. Dude, I love it. And remember, peeps, the episode has been brought to you by Media. Uh, check them out at Excel Media. Trainwithjoshw.com, where for $9.99, you can take yourself to level. Jesus, people, we got you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.